of thought. Love Talk Radio. Things that are not readily accessible to us. 
So during this particular full moon, full moon in Pisces, we have that added access to our own personal intuition, compassion, empathy, art, and connection to others, and the psychic realm. I think that's what the moon and Neptune ultimately have in common, is our ability to uh, gain insight and information and and have subtle clues, hunches, and little bits of information come to us in an unknown way, meaning in a non-tangible, non-material way. Esoteric is the word. I don't want to be throwing out too big of words, though, tonight, because Moon in Pisces is not about language. So think about water. Think about a deep, deep water that we can go down into, and it's a very beautiful place. And we are going to be doing a little meditation later on when we get a little further into the show. So Global Energy Minute has the sun in Virgo and the moon in Pisces almost about to be full. It has a very late Mercury in Leo. It's about time that Mercury is going to be leaving Leo, I think, because it was retrograde in Leo for half of the month of of, uh, July and um, all the way up to August 8th, so it's been in Leo forever. And uh, it will be great when Mercury transitions over into Virgo soon in the next couple of days because that's one of its ruling signs and so we're going to be able to create a lot of order we're going to be able to really get down to business i think we're going to see democratic national convention with a mercury in virgo and what we didn't see in the past few days the laying out of any kind of specific real plan for any kind of a vision and all the leo and bravado is going to be replaced by a real um, a blueprint, a real tangible um, map for what it is that we see for the future. So not going to be too political here, but I think it's good energy for the Democrats coming up uh, this week with Mercury going into Virgo. Uh, Venus is going to stay in Cancer, late Cancer. Mars is in Scorpio. It's a lot of water. A lot of water we have going on right there because with Venus in Cancer and Mars in Scorpio and the Moon in Pisces and Neptune in Pisces, because right now also the Moon and Neptune are trine. This is incredibly deep access to the uh, unconscious that we're working with tonight. A lot of really um, hidden and otherworldly messages possible to come through. Moon conjunct Neptune right now. That of course won't you know last too long because the Moon moves very quickly. But for tonight. And in the realm of the full moon, uh, we, have a, we have a conjunction with Neptune. It's very exciting, I think. Those things are also making a grand trine in water between Venus and Cancer and Mars and Scorpio. So there's a lot of really good water energy out there, a lot of deep sensitivity, and I think a lot of connection for people to be able to get in touch with their feelings. So since water is all about feelings and emotions, hopefully you're feeling it tonight. So Jupiter in Gemini, still a lot of talking, a lot of talking, and I think, you know, we're able to actually connect our feelings to Jupiter in Gemini, then possibly we're able to express them in words. So, you know, maybe esoteric wasn't such a bad thing. After all, we can thank Jupiter in Gemini for that. Saturn in very, very, very late, late Libra, 27 degrees and on its way into Scorpio in October. So we only have one more month for that 28th and 29th degree. For those people who are born in late Libra, 
people who are born in late Libra at the end of October, say October 19, 2021, well, yeah, you're getting your, your, you know, your comeuppance now since Libra's been in, Saturn's been in Libra for two whole years, and now it's finally going to catch up with y'all. So anybody that's got a birthday in late Libra, uh, 19, 20, 21 of October. If you're feeling a little heavy, if you're feeling like your relationship is being called into question, hang in there. It's just being tested. Uranus, seven degrees Aries, uh, actually in a perfect conjunction again with Pluto. This is going to be the second time. Uranus is retrograde, and it's almost exactly square with Pluto. So, Again, any uh, rebellions, any people, individuals going up against government or corporate figures or anything like that, any kind of displays or actions that are, you know, come out publicly, energetically in the next week or so, it has to do with this long-term trend of Uranus square Pluto. And um, the moon's north node actually has finally gone into Scorpio. So the destiny point has moved over from spirituality to a um, a hidden kind of exploration for the truth. So we're going to be looking more at the deeper meanings behind sexuality, uh, death even, and uh, the idea behind what's called jointly experienced uh, emotional uh, events that people have together. People come together, they have um, shared intense emotional experiences. Those things are represented by Scorpio. The new destiny point, the Moon's North Node, has moved back into Scorpio, and it will be there for about a year and a half. Chiron's moving gently forward in Pisces. For those of you who are 50 and up, you can still be expecting to find uh, some illusions in your life, but they're going to be more revealed uh, day by day. So hopefully they're getting, uh, you know, awakened in you uh, gently. So let's talk a little bit about the full moon. Let's talk just a little bit. Technically, the full moon, the, um, the, the new moon, the blue moon, the second new moon of uh, the second full moon of this month uh, there's another definition of a blue moon, and that is that normally there are only three moons in a season. So if you have four full moons in a season, then the third moon is called the blue moon. Uh, the third of the four is 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 called the blue moon. So um, that uh, that's also another sort of technical almanac fact. Now, interestingly, when we have a blue moon, like the one we're having tonight and tomorrow, it is not a named moon. Uh, it, it, it just drops its name so that the moons can continue to have their traditional name throughout the 12 months of the year. So this full moon tonight is a nameless moon, and it's one of the reasons why it was called blue. Uh, there was a also, uh, you know, often a cast of of um of of blueness around the moon but we see that sometimes even when it's not technically a blue moon how often do blue moons happen roughly about 15 times every 19 years so it's really kind of close to once a year 
really maybe once in a quarter, although interestingly, we're not going to have another blue moon now until 2015. So that's kind of odd. And um, occasionally, very rarely, once every 19 years, as happened in 1999, there are two blue moons in one year. And it almost always can only happen January and March because then February is so short that it lines the cycle of the moon up so that there can be a uh, new moon, a, a, a full moon uh, in January and in March. It's impossible for that to happen at any other two months of the year. So that's another interesting little blue moon fact. The idea is, you know, blue moon is a, is a colloquial expression that means rare occurrence. We, we we say once in a blue moon, and uh, like as if it doesn't happen very often, but it happens a lot more often than um, some other celestial events. In fact, it happens close to once a year. But, you know, in the olden days, they they got all excited about it, and they thought that it was really amazing that there were two full moons in one month, and that that second full moon had no real, you know, uh, cataloged name that went along with hunting or agriculture, and so they called it a blue moon. Tonight we're going to work with that blue moon because we're going to be able to use it as an entrance to the voice of the goddess, and we're going to be able to, I think, walk into that blue moon energy, especially carrying the energy of Neptune with us and uh, find a little more depth to our own personal emotional life. So I want to welcome people to the um, the chat room and also my uh, live online listeners. It's a call-in show, and anyone that would like a reading, the telephone number is 213-943-3395. And um, I'll be happy to um, give you a free reading. Let's talk a little bit about the moon in general and um the um um the idea of the moon how it's seen in the tarot how it's seen in astrology um and um the um the the moon is representational of the unconscious so it, it represents the opposite side of the conscious part of our life, the part, the waking, knowing part. That's represented by the sun. The sun represents consciousness. And yet the interaction between consciousness and unconsciousness is vital for the creation or manifestation of anything because the the moon aspect of ourselves, that reflection of the sun, is absorbing the the imprint of the sun upon us in fact um the, our ability to manifest is dependent upon the unconscious picking up energy from the conscious and manifesting from there in other words the conscious mind thinks a specific thing um like i think i'll go back to school or i think i'll you know look for another job but it's not until the unconscious becomes what's called impregnated the unconscious takes on the 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 concentration and the will 
It's interesting because we were watching a cheesy movie the other night. I think it was Green Lantern, and they were talking about will. That was the the green power was this power of will, and it's very interesting. There, they weren't talking about love. They were talking about the power of will because the power of will is is our ability to impregnate the unconscious, and it's the unconscious that will then work on manifesting the possibility through the collective connection that we have with all beings. Once we place the call, so to speak, we don't have to worry about where the cell tower is, right? We just push the buttons and the call goes through. So the conscious mind is pushing those buttons and the unconscious mind is making the connection where it needs to be made. We don't have to worry about that. If we said, well, I think I'm going to find a new job or I am going to find one this year, we put out that conscious intention, that intention of will, I will it to happen, that I will, I will find a new job this year, then our unconscious is the powerhouse. That's the aspect that's ruled by the moon. And there's no more powerful time for us to be doing that kind of work than now during this incredible blue moon, full moon experience. I'm very excited that we're going to be doing this meditation later. And... um, uh, I, I think it's very exciting that we actually have the opportunity to uh, to do, uh, you know, uh, to create access to that energy, to have an understanding of what that energy is. In astrology, in our charts, in our own personalities, it's a symbol of the unconscious. So wherever the moon is in your chart, it can be a very powerful and very vital part of your personality because it represents the unconscious and what motivates you unconsciously. So there's there's moon in your chart as well, the moon, where the moon was, what sign it was in, and and that uh represents a strong uh connection to what motivates you unconsciously or an understanding of your unconscious motivations for instance my moon is in aquarius and um uh, that means that I like hanging out with friends or I have friendships or I have high ideals because Aquarius is ruled by friendships and associations and idealism, humanitarianism. So what motivates me is those things. What motivates me on an unconscious level or what motivates me emotionally or in what way do I feel emotionally connected is in an Aquarian way. So I feel emotionally connected with friends, emotionally connected with um, with an idealism or a humanitarianism that connects me to others. Aquarius is a very, you know, it's a sign of brotherhood and brotherly love. And um, when 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 we, you know, meet Aquarians or we know an Aquarius energy or we think about uh, the age of Aquarius, that that energy is... Um, that energy is manifested in a very high-minded idealism. Aquarian energy actually rules a kind of utopian, utopianism, like what we could be at our very best. That's what Aquarius really represents. And so the age of Aquarius is going to be a chance for mankind to be living in a kind of utopian environment, principally because we're going to be taking care of each other. We're going to be caring for each other in a certain way. We're not going to be feeling that that isolation and separation that comes with the age of Pisces. 
So what I want to do is I want to go to the switchboard and area code 323, you're on the inside connection. Hi, Dr. Craig. Hey, how are you tonight? I'm good, thanks. Um, I have a question about what you were saying about will and the subconscious. Okay. I have I have been trying to lose weight for a long time, and I just started a new program, and I think I feel good about it. But uh, at this time of like you know, you said there was like this this special energy with this particular moon that I might be able to take advantage of. What can I do to uh, help my conscious desire to lose weight? Um, really sink down into the subconscious so I can tap into that, you know, collective subconscious energy you were talking about? Well, one of the things is affirmation um, and, and, and having like a mantra or an affirmation. So perhaps if you're, you know, your program that you're on, are you keeping like some kind of a journal or are you monitoring things? Yeah, or, you know, I'm, doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing Weight Watchers. And so it has oh, yeah, no, and you know, I, I always recommend that. that program to people, especially people who are comfortable with counting. Um, right. You know, if there's a way of installing uh, a mantra or some kind of um, – some kind of a, of an affirmation with that, then what that will do is that will block through because you say you've been trying for a long time right. and that it hasn't been been changing for you. And probably one of the reasons is that you have an unconscious block. You have some kind of an unconscious. That's what we're working with. That's where you know that's mm-hmm. your question. But fundamentally, it would indicate that you have an unconscious block, like what's called a counter intention. Your intention is, I want to, uh, you know, lose weight, or I am losing weight. But your counter intention, for lack of a better description, a lot of people walk around saying things like, "I'm so fat," and then. Or, you know, or I can't lose this weight. That, those things are also embedded into the unconscious, and so those things will also create the manifestation of being overweight because it's difficult for your body to respond and change if the unconscious hasn't bought into that. So I would probably um, start with affirmations um, in the morning and the evening, particularly things that are like, um, this program is working for me. I like this program. I'm losing weight on this program. Um, this program is helping me to be fit and slim. I think those are the different kinds of weight loss affirmations that are good, and we obviously have the power of tying it to a to a, a, a program like Weight Watchers that's been, of course, tried and true by many, many people. And this is not a obviously a promotion for Weight Watchers. There are yeah. lots of programs out there that I have a lot of respect for. I just want everybody to know that, but this caller is mentioning Weight Watchers, so I just want to say that when you have a program that has some authority and some clout behind it, then your unconscious is already being assisted by the belief that the program has been tried by so many people that it's a program that's working. So you already have 
you know, the the authority of the program behind you. Then you have the authority of following the structure. If you add an affirmation to it, like um, this program is working for me, uh, this program I feel I feel fit and, and trim and healthy on this program, things like that. Make it a comprehensive kind of thing. Don't just make it about your own weight loss, but make it about um, health. You know, your own health, that the unconscious is going to respond to that. The unconscious is going to respond to a desire to be healthy. It's going to, you're, and so you're going to see like, oh, the unconscious is going to say, oh, healthy program works. Yes, great. I want that. You know, you have to align the unconscious with that. So those are, those are, um, you know, uh, positive affirmations. I have had callers in the past, and right now, let me just check my... Uh, right. Um, I'm sorry, also, I didn't catch your name. Phil. Phil, welcome to the show. So, um, one, we, we, I've had callers in the past that ask about um, affirmation therapy. So I want to go over this with you a little bit because this is important, and especially during a show where we're talking about the moon, affirmations are are really important because they're filtering into the unconscious all the time. You know, every time we say something or think something, it's filtering into the unconscious. Everything we say or think is filtering into the unconscious. So. There are certain words that we're supposed to be careful of when we're doing affirmations like want. If you were to say, I want to be thinner, then that's all you get is wanting. So do you follow that? Right. If you say, I want to be thin, then, or I want to be slimmer, I want this program to work, or I want to be healthier, then what you're saying is, I want, and all you get is wanting. Because what you're affirming is that you want. Right. So you have to put it in a in a in a in a or 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 need even. You know, I need to be. Then all you are is needy. So the way in which affirmations work most clearly on the unconscious is to bring them into uh, present time consciousness using the verb to be in its numerous forms. I am. I am. Or this is. You know, this program is working, this program is healthy, my my diet plan is healthy, my diet plan is effective. You know, whatever works for you as far as mm-hmm. wording goes, that's your choice because that's your consciousness, so it's your will, right? Your will is um, on this program, right? So, you know, as a part of that, you're willing yourself to go to meetings, get weighed in, or, or you know, do your online work. I have a client in New York right now also who's actually on Weight Watchers, and she's doing great. She's lost like nine pounds in the first three weeks. So she's she's really, really liking it a lot. And... um uh, but the the will part of it is to be able to say, I am, right? So there's, there's I am right. losing weight on this program. That's how right. it goes into the unconscious, even when you might have a week where, just for instance, this client gained a pound one week, you know? But that didn't matter because she knows the program's working. She affirms it all the time. 
this, the program's working for her. And, um, you know, I guess as somebody that's new to a program, you have to be able to experience that in some way. If it's a very new program for you, then you're going to have to visualize its effectiveness by those weigh-ins, you know. You'll get on mm-hmm. the scale, and if you see that you've lost a few pounds, then you'll you'll have added you know, input into that if you're not familiar with this kind of a food program. Let's say there are, there are other people who are. They've known people all their lives who have been on it, who have lost weight on it. They go into the program with that added sense of confidence that the program is working because they've been exposed to it. So if you, if you know other people who have been on it, then that's helpful also. If not, it doesn't matter. It's just your unconscious is going to build its respect and uh, give the authority over to the program. First, obviously, you joined. That means you must have some confidence in it. And secondly, by your own personal results, which will continue to give you confidence and build on that until you actually break through whatever that unconscious blockage is. You know, that that's so, what I would say. Do you recognize any unconscious block? Well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think what you said is like it's importance of believing. You know, there must be something. There must be something inside of me that be, that that believes As that a it's belief. hard to do. Right, a negative belief. I believe this is hard to do. I believe that you know, or uh-huh. I don't. You know. Uh, or I don't believe I can lose weight, I'll just gain, I believe I'll gain it back, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, I guess I've got to do these things. I mean, your suggestion, the the, the positive affirmations. And well, that's, so that's the answer to your question about using the conscious mind to access the unconscious. The most common way that we do that is, through affirmation other ways are hypnosis that's another way that people they 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 go to like say like a, for hip, hypnosis treatment which is not what people think it is it's actually a fairly profound treatment of accessing the unconscious and when you become in that relaxed state and you're awake but the hypnotist or psychologist hypnotist usually it's both together they can actually speak to your unconscious and then they put in the suggestion that you want to do the suggestion that you know this food this food program is going to be easy for you so if one of your one of those negative belief systems is this is just too difficult um then you have to realize that you know losing weight is easier than i thought losing weight is easier than i thought because now i'm on this great program and right. i'm finally taking real monitored control of it you know that's why right. it's going to become easier because over time rather than being unconscious about what you're eating you're becoming conscious of what you're eating that's also playing into your unconscious you right. have to recognize that too Right. That you're con you're you're not you're not you're no longer going to be unconscious about oh well you know I might have had four slices of pizza on Saturday but now uh, you know that's twenty points a slice and so right. I can only have right. one <laughs> that right and becoming 
and I'm becoming conscious of how how many I mean using their system how many points there are in something that I ate. It's got a lot more weight gaining points than I thought. You know, one slice or one piece had. Correct. And I, that, I think that when we're talking about levels of consciousness, right? We're talking about levels right. of consciousness. Just monitoring your food is another layer of consciousness. And what you just said, you're finding out that certain things you were eating weren't at, are, were much worse foods for your weight than you even thought. So right. it's, it's really actually pretty amazing, caller, that you're you're becoming so much more clear about this um, and and gaining a lot. A lot of consciousness. I hear and I feel a lot of success in this program for you. Thank you. Um, would you like for me to look at your chart a little? I know we talked a lot already, but normally... I would love me. that. So when was your birthday? Uh, September 24, 1963. And the time? 7.40 a.m. That sounds right. <laughs> and the place? Uh, Madrid, Spain. Oh, awesome. So, um, let's see. So you're a Libra, early, early Libra, and um, zero degrees. And, um, you know, you have Venus in Libra and you have Libra rising. So you're a very Libra person. You know, you're very fair-minded and um, perhaps even a little... You've been accused of being a little aggressive with your fair-mindedness, you know, like that when you when you feel that things are not fair, you can become very inflamed by that. You have a you actually have a, a very good chart of an activist. It's uh, interesting looking at it because with with um, with Moon in in Sagittarius, it seems that and Mars in Scorpio, it seems that you're you know you have a very like this is the truth, and philosophically or fundamentally, this is the way that I see the truth, and I weigh the truth out. And so activism I see because with this kind of fair-mindedness, and Venus, your ruler in the first house, which gives you a lot of energy for your fair-minded opinion, you have the moon in Sagittarius, which is sort of like a a debater or someone who's capable of really expressing a strong vocal opinion. So it's nicely placed fire. And um, you, know, you have a retrograde Mercury in Virgo. That could that could be a, sometimes a bit difficult because maybe you get too caught up in thinking, too caught up in words, too caught up in all of the details, or too caught up in um, some of the, like, you know, the, the, the nuances of things and not only for, for other people if you're trying to communicate those ideas, but for your own self that you could get muddled in a in like a sea of thinking and and not be necessarily concise enough. I would recommend that you work on that conciseness. Moon in Sagittarius should have a fairly concise ability um, to be able to express in a concise way because Sagittarius likes a certain kind of, you know, cut to the chase, this is the truth and that's it. Um, but your moon is slightly afflicted. It's in a T-square with Pluto and Chiron. And so sometimes a little difficult 
for you to access that because you, you know, maybe you're not, uh, maybe you're a little too perfectionistic, a little too hard on yourself. There's too much Virgo there, and you know, uh, meaning that you you want to lighten up on yourself. You want to be able to express, be funny. If if it doesn't come out right, okay, well, whatever. You know, you know what you want to say. That's okay. And the Mars in Scorpio is a very exact and strong energy, truth seeking energy. And, um, you know, it looks like right now you have an awful lot going on. Pluto is in your fourth house. That's changes in the home, changes in home, um, financial changes with Saturn going into the second house, not necessarily positive. Maybe money feels a little tighter. And then Uranus going into the seventh house, which can be changes in marriage, changes in business relationships, Unexpected new relationships coming into your life in certain ways, not necessarily romantic, just uh, people that you're going to be partnering with and working with. It could be vendors or if you're in business for yourself, it could be creditors, people like that. Um, but there's a lot, it's a lot. I mean, you have two planets on two of your angles, so there's a lot of change going on for you. As a matter of fact, Uranus is in opposition to your Venus. Pluto is square your Venus. There's changes in your your own perception of yourself and that um, that um, that sort of balanced, fair-minded. You know how I said in the beginning, you've got that balanced, fair-minded energy that's sort of out there. And you're having changes in that, the way in which you should be or want to be expressing that. They're good, but uh, certain individuals are going to break some of that down for you. You're going to get some of your fair-mindedness broken down for you. When it's over, you should actually have a whole new way of communicating fairness and fair and, and your fair-minded view on things. Perhaps it's become a little too... Aries, you know, you have Venus in the first house, so perhaps you're losing the Libra, and um, and that's what you're wanting to come back to, is a more balanced, harmonious way of communicating. Cool, thanks. Yeah, no problem. It's excellent to have you call in, and um, lovely to have you on the show. Thank you, I love your show. You're welcome, have a good night. Thank you. So, nice caller there from uh, area code 323, uh, Phil, and, um, you know, when 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 it was a perfect question, because whether, we're, whether we want to quit smoking, whether we want to find a job, whether we want to find a lover, whether we want to get married, whether we want to get pregnant, whatever, we have to address on a psycho-spiritual level the manifestation principle of our conscious and unconscious mind. We have to be able to address that the conscious and unconscious are connected and that if things, if we have a conscious desire, we may also have an unconscious uh, discontent, uh, disintent, you know, something that's blocking the way. So why don't we clear ourselves out right now for just a minute and everybody get seated and seat yourself firmly and squarely, calmly and beautifully in the light of this rising full moon, this blue moon of August 2012. And I want you to see that moon and I want you to experience it as a reflection on water, moon on the water. It's quite mesmerizing, in fact, very romantic in a way. But 
not necessarily here for the romance of it. Although, I like that. lightens up the heart. And we see that moon reflecting out across the water, and it's full, and it's beautiful, and it's shimmering. And we're sitting up slightly high, either on a deck or a dune or whatever you like to be looking down at a lake or the ocean or whatever, you know. Moon on the water and the shimmering of the light on the water. And want your consciousness to go towards that light, that shimmering light reflecting on the water. And feel yourself get drawn into it even to the point where you're swimming in it, where you're swimming in that water, surrounded by the shimmering light. And I want you to breathe that in. Breathe in the shimmering light of the moon on the water, that Piscean, Neptune, Pisces, moon, union of really deep, unconscious psychic energy and breathe into it and let go and feel in your heart where it is that you'd like to be some place that you'd like to be not physically just where you'd like to be in your life some goal some place of contentedness Feel that energy. Feel that energy and know that it's possible for you. Feel it. Feel it. That it is possible. What you see there in your eye, in your mind's eye, that is the moon. That is the unconscious, your mind's eye. From there, just feel it and let it go. Shimmer it back out into the water. Allow it to move around you and then dissipate. And then we can come back here. Yeah. So many different things that we want. And, you know, the unconscious is capable of processing them one at a time. So if you're like the caller and you want to lose weight, focus on that. If you're a business owner and you want to be busier, focus on that. If you have a project that you want to see get off the ground, focus on that and allow your unconscious to be embedded with the truth, the possibility and the truth of your conscious desire. If there's reasons, you know, why it's difficult for your unconscious to accept that, you'll break through. You will. And you'll see that your conscious desire moves over into truth. Awesome. Well, I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and this is Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. I'm going to leave you with Nick Drake's Pink Moon.